Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Halbert, as we continue our 23rd anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is the Long Beach City Prosecutor, Doug Halbert. Doug, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you for having me, Art. You bet. Long Beach is one of the few cities that has an elected city prosecutor as a point, as a distinguished from appointed one or uh, the work just being done by uh, the city attorney. So speak to that difference. Well, certainly in L.A. County, which has 10 million people, cities over the course of history have changed uh, their city charter to allow the cities to prosecute their own misdemeanors. This gives local control to the city uh, and they don't have to rely on the district attorney's office for a lot of the common problems that affect their neighborhoods and their streets. But uh, we go a step beyond that and have an elected city prosecutor, you. That's right. In Long Beach we elect a city attorney and we elect a city prosecutor and they have very different functions. And so one office defends the city in civil litigation and my office only prosecutes cases. So we have no role when the city gets sued civilly. 100% of our time is spent uh, prosecuting criminals and crimes that happen right here in Long Beach. And a few of those crimes would be what? Well, uh, we handle a lot of uh, cases, about 14,000 cases a year, but typical cases include DUI, domestic violence, battery, vandalism, uh, graffiti. Uh, we also prosecute gang injunction violations here in Long Beach. In fact, Long Beach has become known as one of the most uh, advanced cities when it comes to dealing with the gang problem in Long Beach. And there are real benefits to having local control over these uh, smaller criminal prosecutions and also having an elected prosecutor as a point, as distinguished from an appointed one? Well, certainly there are a lot of advantages to having a local prosecutor. Certainly I have more understanding of the local problems that affect Long Beach. Long Beach is a very large city, but a lot of the problems we have are unique to our, our community. We have a port, an airport, a very uh, vibrant uh, set of neighborhoods, but a lot of our problems can be addressed locally better, we think, uh, here in Long Beach than if they were handled on a countywide basis. One of the ballot measures uh, in the November 4th election uh, impacted your office and the criminal justice system, and that was Prop 47, which passed, of course. Tell us what Prop 47 did and its impact. Well, to understand Proposition 47 and the impact, you have to look at realignment, which happened prior to the uh, passage of Prop 47. In L.A. County, uh, which had sent a third of the folks to state prison, they came from L.A. County, Realignment changed state law so that most felonies, instead of serving their time in state prison, would return to the county from which they were sentenced. And this was pursuant to a court order uh, with prison overcrowding and demanding that, that, that somehow we release some of those prisoners or build more prisons. Well, it's related to the court ruling, but if you read uh, Realignment, AB 109, if you read the legislation, they say it doesn't have anything to do with releasing folks from the state prison. But we also know the backdrop to this was the uh, federal court order. So by diverting a third of the state prisoners from the state prison system back to Los Angeles County, 
uh, that has displaced people who normally would serve their time in the county jail. It's just simple math, Art. Our county jails were full before realignment, so when you're shifting thousands of people from the state prison system to the LA County jail system, you're pushing out a lot of the folks that have been convicted of misdemeanors and serving their time uh, in the county jail. And many communities saw a spike in crime because of realignment. Well, I think what we saw here in Long Beach, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a spike in crime, but we've certainly seen the gains that we've made in the last 10, 10 years. We've seen that taper off. So although our crime trend is still positive in that we have continued to reduce particularly violent crimes and gang-related crimes, we are not reducing that statistic at the level we had been prior to realignment. And that's the atmosphere in which Prop 47 enters the stage. So Prop 47 changes an awful lot of felonies from straight felonies or wobblers, which could be felony or misdemeanors, to straight misdemeanors. So the amount of time someone may spend incarcerated is reduced. The amount of bail a person may have to post has been reduced. So we're already seeing people arrested on what would have been a felony a year ago, now being arrested on a straight misdemeanor, they're being released after a few hours with a date to come back to court. But before they come back to court, they're arrested for committing some other crime that's you know, related to either their drug addiction or their theft uh, history. Um, and they just are, are now churning through the system faster than they ever have before. And there was an incident a few months ago, uh, Senator Wright was convicted uh, of a crime and was sentenced, I think, to 60 or 90 days. And he got out in 12 hours. And a lot of people say, my God, he looked like he was uh, treated specially, and you sent out a press release indicating, or in response to a question, actually, uh, that that was not special, that that was what happens now. Well, he was sentenced to 90 days in county jail on two felonies, perjury and uh, I believe the other one was voter fraud. Uh, and he was sentenced to 90 days. He spent less than one hour in county jail, and people were outraged. Uh, and I was surprised. I said, the outrage for this case uh, is nothing compared to a lot of other cases where there are very serious, violent offenses uh, and the offenders are just pushed out on onto the streets. And in his case, uh, I'm assuming that they looked at him as a nonviolent offender, a first-time offender, and he's a very low risk to reoffend or certainly commit a, an act of violence. But we're seeing people who do have violent pasts being sentenced to 90 days and released in a few hours. That's happening uh, at a rapid pace here in LA County. And you pointed out when you spoke, uh, and we appreciate your coming to speak to our pre-law students uh, uh, last month, uh, but you pointed out how the passage of uh, uh, Proposition 47, reducing a lot of these things to, from felonies to wobblers, or wobblers down to misdemeanors, uh, your office lost the leverage to uh, demand the diversion of, uh, of first-time drug offenders and explain how that works. One of the casualties of Proposition 47 will be drug counseling programs. Under current law, a person may be faced with felony charges. They could be faced with three years uh, incarceration if uh, on, on a particular drug offense. Alternatively, there's diversion that's available for them. They, if they get help, they go to a drug treatment program, a drug counseling program, they can eliminate that felony conviction. Now they're simply faced with a misdemeanor charge, and the defense attorneys I've talked to said they're going to advise their clients not to opt for diversion or not to opt for drug counseling because you're required to go to diversion, go to counseling. With a misdemeanor, if you simply plead guilty to it and you get sentenced to 90 days and get released an hour later, you don't have any obligations to follow through so with drug So you've lost that counseling. leverage that you had when you could charge with a felony for these offenses. Well, we certainly have, and obviously we want folks to get the help that they need yeah. so that they discontinue whatever the conduct was.
Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Does your career involve legal work, law enforcement, fraud investigation, or crime scene analysis? You can increase your skill level and enhance your career by enrolling in the Basic Applied Forensic Science and Crime Analysis Certificate Program. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. We're continuing our conversation with Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Howard. Let's talk about gangs, Doug. Long Beach has about 5,000 gang members, about 1% of the population. We've had these gang members for decades, really. And I know that you have been very proactive and aggressive in your addressing this problem. Uh, tell us about it. Well, uh, L.A. County has more gang members than any county in the United States. Uh, the FBI uh, published a gang threat assessment. It was a national assessment that concluded about half of all violent crimes across the country are gang related. And by virtue of being in LA County, Long Beach uh, does have a problem with gangs. Um, this is an urban area and we have urban problems. But here in Long Beach, we've tried to address the gang problem uh, in different ways. We've certainly increased and improved our gang suppression efforts. Our gang injunction program in Long Beach is really viewed as a national model because of the way the police department screen uh, people who should be on the gang injunction and then enforce the gang injunction, not simply the gang detail or the gang unit, but all the patrol officers are involved in gang enforcement. Here in Long Beach, in four years, we've increased the number of gang injunction arrests by 760 percent, wow. just in four years. And it's not because we have more officers on the streets. We have about 20% fewer officers, but we've had over 700% over increase. And just to be clear, gang injunctions are not don't sell drugs. These are injunctions don't congregate in certain areas. These are things that would otherwise be legal, but are made illegal uh, by the injunction. Well, an injunction is a court order, and every injunction is different. But in general, you want to prevent 
public nuisance behavior. And gang members congregating in public is different than other people congregating in public, congregating in parks. Families use parks. So these injunctions say to certain people you cannot congregate in, in certain areas. Correct. In gang territory areas, the parks that are used by gang members for the purpose of intimidation and selling drugs, they're not allowed to congregate in that park, which now opens up that park for use by families and others who want to recreate uh, in the parks. But in addition, I want to add and emphasize that in addition to the gang suppression we've been doing, we've been doing a lot of prevention as well and gang intervention. I think it's important not to be one-sided and focus only on gang suppression. So my office has done a lot in the area of gang prevention, keeping kids in school every day in those at-risk areas, those gang-plagued areas, will prevent the gangs from be able, being able to recruit new gang members and hopefully over a long period of time reduce gang involvement here in Long Beach. You cited some statistics again when you spoke to our pre-law group that truancy is a good predictor of ultimate gang involvement. And so your office has been very proactive in holding parents accountable for truant children. Well, right. Uh, in fact, uh, in the state prison system, over 80% of those incarcerated are school dropouts. And we know right now that 75% of people who are chronically truant, habitually truant, those that miss 10% or more of a school year, 75% of those will never finish high school. So we already know what's going on. When they start to fall behind in school uh, and drop out of school, we know that that's a, a very likely uh, group that's going to be uh, enticed to join gangs or become active uh, in the gangs. Keeping the fifth graders and sixth graders in their seats right now in school is going to pay off dividends in the next decade by reduced gang involvement. And you've focused not just on the kids, but on the parents who allow their kids to become truants. Well, there's no excuse for a fourth grader, a fifth grader, not to be uh, in school on a regular basis. Absent some medical reason, um, there's just no excuse for it. And we're finding that it's the parents that are the problems. Kids start off great in school, but if their parents don't make sure the kids get to school every single day on time, the kids are going to suffer, not the parents. We have to send a message to the parents early on that it is your responsibility. It will affect you if your kid is not in school. Very good. And I want to publicly congratulate you and your office on winning this uh, impressive uh, award from the Department of Justice, $203,000 federal grant uh, to help with your efforts to combat crime, gang crime in Long Beach. Congratulations. Tell us a little bit about uh, the grant. Well, thank you, Art. Last year, my office received a national award from Neighborhoods USA for having one of the best uh, anti-gang programs in the country. Following up on that award, uh, we applied for a grant from the Department of Justice. This is the single largest grant my office has ever received, and it's to help with gang prevention and suppression here in Long Beach. It's just a, an acknowledgement that what we're doing is right and it's working, and I hope to carry it even further in the future. Well, I know how important that is, and particularly with the cutbacks uh, with Long Beach Police Department in police manning generally and in the gang unit in particular. Now, I know that uh, some of those people are reassigned to patrol and are very effective in addressing, but you work closely with the Long Beach Police Department, do you not? I work very closely with uh, Chief McDonnell, uh, who's now our sheriff, and new chief uh, Robert Luna, uh, and it's the police department that does this work day in and day out. But a close working relationship has been beneficial to both departments. Well, it's impressed me that despite the cutbacks in police manning and despite cutbacks in the staffing even of your office by uh, imaginative and proactive uh, 
means of addressing the problem, you've been successful. Well, the new norm is that we're just going to have fewer resources than before. This is not a, a short-term problem. For the future of Long Beach, I believe we're going to see fewer resources, which means we have to deploy those resources more efficiently and more effectively than we ever have before. But we're doing that by sharing information and doing things using innovation to stretch our dollars further. The taxpayers deserve nothing less. And I know one of the areas that you have focused on is code enforcement. And uh, you are a big believer in the broken window theory. And if you keep a neighborhood looking a certain way, you uh, reduce the likelihood of crime. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the broken window theory is preventing a small problem from becoming a bigger problem. And once a neighborhood sees a building, for example, the, the building with a broken window, if that window doesn't get fixed, if that graffiti doesn't get removed, if that blight doesn't get addressed early on, the problem festers and it spreads throughout the block. Once you have a blighted neighborhood, an entire neighborhood that's gang ridden and blighted and you can see it, it's visually blighted, it takes a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of officers, a lot of prosecutors to turn that neighborhood around. The trick art is to make sure that those small problems get addressed immediately before things go downhill to ensure that they don't become such big problems that the city can't handle it anymore. And code enforcement is part of the ballywick of the prosecutor's office. That's right. We, we handle the most serious code enforcement cases uh, here in Long Beach, and I'm proud of our, of our record because I do think we have turned around some neighborhoods, some parts of the city that were blighted and made them better places in which uh, families can, uh, can grow. Outstanding. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. I think the dancing started right around the time we got Charter. All of a sudden, he's downloading all these music videos and prancing around like some show pony. I even caught him dancing along to musicals on demand. I've never seen him so much as tap his foot. I just didn't get it. And then one day, I did. Get TV, internet, and phone for $29.99 each per month. Charter, make way for more. We're continuing conversation with Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Halbert. Uh, 
you had cutbacks in your budget, as all city agencies did. And one of the imaginative things you came up with was a volunteer program, getting young law school graduates to work for nothing for your office uh, and get some experience. Tell us how that's working out. Well, obviously, they're getting experience, so they're not working for nothing, Art. But I, I would say the following. Our office did suffer significant cuts. Uh, we went from having about 21 prosecutors down to 15 prosecutors uh, funded by the city. So what we did was we, we got together and thought, well, how can we bridge the gap? Uh, and we came up with a win-win uh, program, which allows usually uh, newer attorneys, but they, you don't have to be a brand new attorney, to volunteer in the office, get trained as a deputy city prosecutor. You get more experience as the program goes on, and it's a four-month-long program. And at the end of that program, you are as trained and as prepared to be a deputy district attorney or a deputy city prosecutor uh, anywhere in the state. And our volunteers, after four months, have gone on to become district, deputy district attorneys in San Diego and L.A. County and Orange County and Santa Barbara County. And, of course, we're able to hire the best ones when we do have a vacancy in our office. We're able to hire them onto our staff, and we've done that successfully. So it's been a terrific program, but it's, it's unique, Art, in that this is not a law clerk program. These are not law students. These are people who have already passed the bar. Uh, they're already licensed to practice law. And they've decided that the experience and the education in our office is so valuable, they want to put uh, that practice on hold for four months to learn how to try a case uh, in court, handle cases from arraignment to uh, all the way to trial. Uh, and it really is a great win-win for the win -win city situation. and for the attorneys well, themselves. Congratulations. That's really an imaginative address to a, uh, a situation of scarce resources. So. It, it is. And I think it's been very useful. Another item I want to touch on is the restricting, restarting the neighborhood impact prosecutions. Tell us what that's all about. Well, over the years through budget cuts, uh, the city prosecutor's office, which did have a robust community prosecution program, uh, has lost uh, the community prosecution. And what are community element. prosecutions? Well, it's really the equivalent in the last decade or so to community policing. Uh, community policing took an officer, for example, out of the patrol rotation and put that person into the community so they deal directly with neighborhood uh, block captains, neighborhood association presidents, the council offices, uh, and local business groups to help them uh, understand crime trends and to prevent crimes uh, from, from occurring. So community prosecution is the same concept. It's using a, a prosecutor to do it. In Los Angeles, they call it a neighborhood prosecutor program. And here in Long Beach, uh, we are trying to bring a little bit of that uh, back. Uh, we've recently uh, worked with the downtown Long Beach uh, associates to put a neighborhood impact prosecutor in the downtown area and hopefully provide some of the benefits of that, uh, that concept here locally in Long Beach. And you have been digitizing uh, uh, court orders affecting gang members. Uh, tell us how that works. Well, uh, I mentioned earlier that we've increased over 700 percent uh, the number of arrests and prosecutions of those under the gang uh, injunction program. Well, the way we've done that is by taking the information, people who've been served on the injunction and the terms of the injunction, and we've put that into the patrol car. So now patrol officers know who's on an injunction, what area the injunction applies to, what the terms of the injunction are. And by putting that information in the patrol cars, now patrol officers are helping the gang officers uh, make an impact on gang crime here in Long Beach. And that includes stay away orders. Well, uh, on a different level, we've used that concept of giving patrol officers information to more proactively police the city. We've, we've used that concept in a whole new way right now. 
for the last you know, 30, 40 years, judges have been putting people on probation and ordering them as a condition of probation to do or not to do certain things. For example, a judge may order someone to stay away from a specific location as a condition of that defendant's probation. But the police officers never know about these conditions. So our office has started to digitize the conditions of probation that a judge orders, put it into a, a database that police officers can access. Now, for the first time in history, our police officers can help enforce that judge's right. order by arresting people if they return to the place that a judge ordered them to stay away from. It's the first, we're the first city in the country that I know of to do it this. It makes such sense, and so we are policing smarter and running the prosecutor's office smarter on fewer resources. Well, you know, we're never going to have the resources we once had, so we have to be innovative. We have to think outside the box, and we have to be willing to take risks and do things differently than we've done in the past. Doug first ran for city uh, prosecutor in 2010, and then he was reelected in 2014. Before you first ran, you had a very successful job with a law firm specializing in uh, uh, city attorneys and city prosecutors being sent out to different cities. And you, you told me quite movingly why you decided to, to give that job up and come back and run for city prosecutor. You wanted to do something to make Long Beach a better city. I, I, you're right. I was a partner at Alshire and Winder, which is, uh, I think, the best municipal law firm in California. Uh, but I'd lived here in Long Beach for a long time, and I'd been part of the community, and I had formerly been in the office as a deputy city prosecutor. Uh, and on October 30th of 2009, there was an incident at Wilson High School. It was their homecoming football game, and as the students were filing out, it happened that one gang member came across uh, some rival gang members, and words were exchanged. Uh, these are words that amounted to a threat, and the gang member pulled out a gun and fired at least three shots. Uh, we know he fired at least three because he hit each of the two rival gang members. That third bullet missed them entirely and struck a young girl ending her life. Melody uh, Ross, as I recall. Melody Ross was her name, um, and she was a terrific student, a terrific kid by all accounts, an honor student, a member of the track team, and it was the first time she'd gone to a, a football game. That incident rightfully outraged our community, and it outraged me, and it was shortly after that that I read that my former boss, Tom Reeves, was not going to run for re-election as city prosecutor. It's at that moment that I knew what the next chapter in my life was going to be. I was going to run for city prosecutor, and I did run, and I did win. And I focused on the gang problem uh, in a way that I don't think it's ever been focused on in the past. I'm proud of the results my office is, uh, is getting, uh, but I think we need to do more. Uh, in my next uh, you know, four years, since I just won re-election, I want to focus more on the gang problem, more on gang prevention, more on intervention, so that 10 years from now we don't have another incident like that. Amen to that. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. 
At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think we're very fortunate to have a prosecutor of the quality and commitment of Doug Halbert here in town doing the job that he's doing. So we thank you for, for that, Doug, and uh, wish you uh, every success in your efforts to, to really address this serious problem of gangs. Well, thank you, Art. And Long Beach is a special community. It's given a lot to me, and I'm just so privileged to be in a position to give back to my community. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Thank you, Art. And please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.